it's good that we have like so much life to kind of unpack because like it makes for a good episode for all the subscribers yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and welcome back to another episode of to be determined um i'm adam and i'm joined today by josh say hi josh that's me that's josh and um it's just the two of us today because there's no way we're coordinating four schedules um and we know that because we tried for the last like year plus and it's just not been happening so now we're just gonna start recording them and hope that fomo gets the other two guys to start joining on our podcast yeah. again yeah they actually have, <laughs> they actually have legit excuses this time so Maddie boy just got a girlfriend, so it's it's his first weekend, like technically, literally being her girlfriend officially. Is not are they official now? I well, I didn't get the on Wednesday, which uh, oh that we'll doesn't count talk, though. We'll have to talk to him about. Um, I think they're official enough to for him to be able to say. I don't know. We'll have to talk to him about that. But I actually just yeah. realized that Cam is flying to Hawaii right now. Is he really? I think so. Yeah, today was his travel day, so I was gonna oh, say heck yeah. it's really hard for us to to coordinate podcasting times across like six different time zones but especially when one of us is flying through time zones right now so yeah well and that's the thing that's gonna make it like really hard moving forward like for all four of us to be because like two of us are east coast and then i'm pacific and then uh camps island time so that's like is that the is that the official time zone name for I don't know what it's actually called. It's Hawaii I think it's time. called I think it's called Island Time. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm making it, that up. It totally could be. I don't know. But I think he is another like three hours from me. So it's like six hours from you guys and three hours from me, and then I'm three hours in either direction from both of you, which basically means that um, we're probably going to be recording pairs of two, maybe three podcasts, and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but, I probably won't, me and Matt probably won't record a podcast with Cam for a long time, because oh, yeah, for probably. us to be able to record, I mean, he has classes too, so he would have to either record super early, or we'd have to record super late, because it's a six hour difference. Right. I I could probably record episodes with Cam one-on-one, but um, we also know that schedules are hard anyway, yeah. and Cam Cam's going, going stupid crazy over at YWAM, so it might be... A, might be well. Anyway, today's episode, it's Josh and I. So just strap in. You don't get Cam's comedic relief or um, Matt's fantastic storytelling. It's just us. Just me just, and you, man. Just us two. So uh, to all of our all of our many listeners who have been sitting on the edge of their seats <laughs> waiting for a new episode to come out, sorry to disappoint if you were waiting for Cam. Uh, yeah. He's Speaking. not here. And speaking of waiting for a new episode to come out, that's basically what we're doing today. So the last episode we recorded, we were just talking about it right before um, we hit record today, but the last episode that we published was either Happy Birthday Cam or it was our testimonies. I don't remember. We didn't come to a consensus on that. But either way, it was a long time ago. So there's been there's been a lot of things that have happened since then. Um, so we're going to kind of recap both of our lives for the last like 15 months and then we're gonna get into um i don't know just like where we are now and where we're headed so yeah so i'm 
checking right now. So the last episode we put out was um, our testimonies, and we put it out in on April twenty first of twenty twenty. So okay. that that is um, quite a while ago. That was a long time ago, and I think we re-uploaded that one because I feel like I remember I didn't like my first take on my testimony. Yeah, so but you would have you would have re-uploaded that almost like a week or so after. So yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been too. I actually want to re-upload that one again because I feel like I feel like I have a lot more solid, like, like I I, I don't know I feel like so I. I I'll get to this when we actually get into talking, but I got baptized this summer, and so I sat down and wrote mm-hmm. out my testimony, and right. I would like to record that version of it somehow, sometime. But yeah, I think adding too, right? Like, uh, like the the point of this podcast. I'm sorry for the water bottle sounds. Um, the point of the podcast has always been to, like, get lots of money and. And lots of followers. Yes. Um, the point of the podcast has always been to like record our thoughts and like like have something that'd be entertaining for us to listen back to when we're older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like having two episodes where you tell your testimony, one where you tell your testimony like uh, a couple of years before you got baptized, and then or a year or two before you got baptized, and then um, one that you recorded when you, after you've gotten baptized, like. It'll be so fascinating just to see the change between your testimony and both of those. Totally, totally. Um, and even like, and uh, in years to come, hopefully. So. Yeah, it would be. I don't know if I don't know if we could do it once a year. That might be too frequent to for us to re-upload our testimonies. But yeah. it'd be cool to do it on regular intervals. Yeah, yeah, that would be because then it'd be interesting to see how our stories change over time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the, in the last year for me, in April of 2020, I was looking forward to the new semester. Um, that would have been after, like after our whole first, that would have been after my freshman year, the end of my freshman year, going into the beginning of my sophomore year. Correct? Yeah, it was the end of my senior year. So it was the end of your freshman year. Yes. Okay, so then I had an entire semester of online schooling, um, like completely online at home um, in New Hampshire. And then um, in January of 2021, I flew out here to L.A. and moved into a house um, and had part-time classes for a semester. So moved into a house with um, a group of uh, film guys from my college, um, and then uh, had yeah three classes in person. Well, like most people's classes were online, but um, I had three in person classes because our cinema students um, were were online or were in person. And then I had a summer where I stayed out here for the most part. I did come home for two visits, uh, but. For the summer, I was out here working, um, film industry work, and now I'm into the um, fall semester of my junior year, which feels super weird to be in my junior year. Um, and campus is alive, and like we have to wear masks inside, but for the most part, things are back to normal. Other than we do have some cases kind of 
creeping up slowly. There's 39 cases, I think, on campus right now, which, like, isn't that big of a deal, but they said that a lot of other schools, like, had 39 cases and within two weeks had, like, over 200. So we're kind of in danger mode right now um, where, like, they're kind of cracking down on the rules a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so th- a whole lot of... Wow, we we have not recorded a podcast in a long time. If that's... There's a whole lot of life that happened between there. It was uh, the tail end of the summer and then three... Well, two full semesters and then... Uh, the start of another geez yeah (laughs) it's been two full summers since we recorded i was just thinking as you were talking um 39 cases on campus last time we recorded that was the kind of thing that would shut down your school oh yeah yeah big time so my i don't know i don't know what biola has done boston college literally bought a new campus for quarantine like that's how that's how like I don't want to say adapted we are to it, but people are so, like, it's just become a part of life that Boston College literally went out, bought a whole entire campus for people who are sick to quarantine on. And I know Wheaton did the same thing, so. Wow. It's just kind of expected now that people are going to get COVID while they're here at some point, if they haven't already. Right. And schools are doing what they can to not shut down again, so. Yeah, students have to quarantine immediately after testing positive or if they like we have we have to keep the same seats in our classes for the whole semester and that's so that um, they can contact trace basically so the if someone gets covid then they look through the seating charts in all their classes and anyone who sits next to them has to quarantine or get tested wow um so but it i mean it, it it's kind of like so we had our our Sunday um, our Sunday chapel is called Singspiration and it's like um, it's just like a really great worship night where like the gym is just packed with people worshiping and like most people were wearing masks but there are plenty of people who weren't and like it's like like 400 500 people like in a gym like worshiping together like they're don't even try and tell me that COVID's not spreading that way. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have do you so, guys have to have the vaccine to be on campus? No, but people who aren't vaccinated are getting tested um, every week. Okay. So they're they're if you're vaccine if you're vaccinated if you're vaccinated you don't need to get tested. But I actually kind of wish I could opt in for testing because I would just like it'd be nice to know like just to like. Be like, oh, my throat's a little scratchy. And then be like, oh, test back, negative. Okay, don't need to worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I kind of wish that I did because it's still possible for me to get COVID, especially with, like, Delta. Um, but, yeah, it's just a little – it's a little precarious at the moment. I'm not particularly, like, worried for my own safety, but I am a little bit, like – I'm. I've heard of other schools, like, I think Wheaton might have just done this, or maybe not. You would probably know better than me. Uh, like, some schools are doing, like, two-week, like, shutdowns. Like, they just take the whole school and they're shutting it down for two weeks to, like, get the cases down, and then they'll, like, open back up. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard so, about that from Wheaton, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I know that Sophie was saying that their cases are going up, so. Yeah, I'm... I'm not really, I'm not super sure, like, what, 
the game plan will be is. I'm actually, like, I've actually thought through, like, if the school were to shut down for the semester, what I'd do. I think I'd drop out. Like, I don't know if I want to waste another semester of, like, COVID times. I don't know. It just doesn't, like, I don't want to have three semesters of college. That, like, I don't want to have four semesters total of my college experience that are normal. Like, because if this semester is whack, then I'd have the first semester freshman year and then my senior year and then the second half of junior year. Yeah. If there's something went wrong this semester. So it's like, I don't know. I'm not, they're not really wanting to do that, but we'll see. Yeah. So I guess back to the prompt because we keep on straying from it, which is fine. Um, yeah, we drifted a little bit. Gosh is, darn it, us. That's totally cool, though, because, I mean, like, we, it's good that we have, like, so much life to kind of unpack because, like, it makes for a good episode for all the subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of been your life for the past, like, 15 months, almost 16. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, my life, so the crazy thing that I kind of mentioned that kind of alluded to right before we hit record is that so you said it was april 21st was the last time we uploaded yeah so we so we would have recorded right around april 20th april um hold on a second my computer thinks that i'm i'm still here don't turn off the computer (laughs) um what was i saying oh yeah so right around like right around april 18th 19th 20th that time Mm -hmm. so at that point in time i wasn't even considering taking a gap year (laughs) which like on this side of things is crazy to me it wasn't even I mean maybe I might have been like kind of considering it um but I hadn't committed to it and even if I had I didn't know what I was doing um let alone done it like it's been like what April is the fourth month is the ninth month so it's been 17 months since we last recorded Right. Yeah. So I guess I'll just quickly say a quick um, skeleton of what my last 17 months looked like. I chose to take a gap year, and I deferred enrollment to Boston College. Um, Then I apartment shopped with Cam and a little bit with you and Matt, but you guys weren't quite set on committing to that yet. So Cam and I looked at some apartments, decided they were too expensive, (laughs) <laughs> so I enrolled at Mezzi Academy and took a <laughs> took a gap year with them. Um, yeah, because I think May 26th was the day that I went over to their house to, like, talk about living with them. Which, Jeez, by yes. the way, was sort of intimidating, not going to lie, because, like, asking somebody to straight up live with them is yeah. a big ask. Um, so glad I did, though, because such a good year. Um, but then, right. so then we made those plans. Um, and then I went through a whole summer of working gopher. Wow. Back in the day when gopher was still a thing. Um, <laughs> the company that you worked for literally doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, dude. My life has been everywhere. Um, but yeah, then in September moved in with the Mezzies, lived with them for like two weeks before we went down to Florida for a week. And they stayed there. Um, they stayed there for like, like eight weeks. I think it was two months. Um, 
Which they, okay, last time we recorded, they weren't even thinking about doing that. So that was like, I agreed to live with them, and then over the course of the summer, that idea developed. So that was really cool, actually. And while, so I went down to Florida with them for a week, and then I came back, and Cam and I house sat for them, um, which was a lot of fun, but I think we would both agree that we could have, like, made it more interesting, because we were both working so hard um, that we kind of didn't really make the most of that time but we did get a couple weekends away we had the time where we hiked um cannon which was fun even though we almost got caught in the dark we went out for sunset so the sun was setting and it was icy on our (laughs) way down (laughs) in hindsight maybe not the smartest thing but it was fine we were fine um and then um yeah so then he and i flew down to florida for the last week with the Mezzies, which was a lot of fun. And then he stayed there when I drove back with them. So at this point, it's like October, it's like November. It's like Thanksgiving time. So then I went back home to my house for Thanksgiving with my family. Then I went back to the Mezzies for like three weeks until Christmas when I went back to my house (laughs) for like a couple weeks for Christmas. Then I went back to the Mezzies and stayed with them pretty much for the rest of the school year. Um, We did another road trip to Cincinnati at the end of the year. We did skiing pretty much all winter. Um, got COVID in like January, so planned Brookwoods. Oh, didn't even mention the fact that around Christmas time, Stephen left to go to Salem. So mm-hmm. Mark took over the senior high and I kind of took over the junior high, uh, which was definitely interesting. And we should break that down either in another episode or I don't know. There, there's more to that than just like I took over yeah. for junior high but um, yeah so then the rest of the school year spent with them um, a lot of fun then in the summer uh, started orientation for BC did a lot of back and forth between Alton and Hampton Falls and oh Gopher died in like March so then I <laughs> picked up the Uber Eats DoorDash Instacart grind over the summer. And yeah, basically that's the last 17 months for me. I really hope I didn't miss anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if I did. <laughs> Probably, but you're pretty you're pretty thorough. Yeah. So you've now and we I think we'll probably today focus a little bit on what's significant going on right now because we can look retroactively on stuff that happened during our um, our sabbatical from podcasting. But um, right now we have a unique opportunity because you're in the first um, two, what, two weeks, three weeks of your... So this is the end of the second week of classes. So, I mean, it was Labor right. Day on Monday, but technically this is two full right. weeks of classes. Plus uh, orientation Plus was orientation. what a week or two? Uh, it was like four days, I think. So I moved in on okay. Aug- on August twenty fourth or twenty sixth, I forget. And Sweet. it is September tenth. So cool. So um, yeah, so we have a unique opportunity at the moment because that's so fresh and happening right now. So so let's we'll we'll focus on that today, um, and then maybe as we kind of get our sea legs a little bit we can look back at some of the significant things that happened um during your gap year um and and uh and the rest of our lives stuff that happened so yeah but yeah so i have ideas in my head for like having people come on the podcast 
like I think it'd be really funny to bring like Brian on the on the show and oh my gosh that'd be so fun (laughs) you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go to him to record it yeah because there's no way but yeah yeah so but anyway we're gonna let's let's uh talk a little bit we we kind of spoiled this episode to some extent because we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half like two days ago yesterday two days ago but um i think there's still a lot to talk about here and maybe we'll retouch on some things just to, for the sake of capturing it there's a lot to unpack uh, and i mean I, this is a conversation that i've had a couple times with various different people so i mean i think sure. it's actually good to talk about it on the phone first and then kind of debrief it right okay so so your first two weeks of college um i think something we had talked about on an episode i'm pretty sure was like our uh schools we were going to or like kind of just generally our thoughts on college um and you had you have and at the time had decided to go to bc which is a secular school well, technically, we're Catholic, but we're sorry, very secular. <laughs> very Catholic, secular, um, but Catholic in name, anyhow. Um, but um, so far, let's just like let's go let's go shallow and then go deep. So like, what's the like what? How's the like college experience so far as it pertains to like? sleeping, eating, walking to class. Like, it's a very unique lifestyle that you probably haven't experienced much of, except for, like, I can't even think of something to equate it to. So, like, how have you been enjoying or disliking that experience thus far? Yeah, so, I mean, on a very surfacey level, um, I love the campus. Um, it's huge. So, like, it takes forever. It takes 20 minutes for me to get from my room to the rec center which is why I don't ever go to the rec center. Um, <laughs> the, there's a couple different cafeterias on campus, and I'm learning which ones I like best. Um, the one that's right by my house, they're renovating right now, so the food is garbage because it's all it's just like they can't use the full kitchen. So that means I have to walk like 15 minutes down to lower if I want good food, which is just like not awesome, but I guess that's just what it is to be a freshman here. We kind of get put up in the up in the corner, um, but speaking of food, um, the food is relatively good. Like it, it t- they have good options, um, and they give decent portions. Um, not a ton of food, but decent. Um, so when you get food, is it like buffet style, or are you just getting a meal, like a ordering a meal, and that's what you get? Yeah, no. So that's my biggest complaint with BC right now is the way that they do the meal plan. It is a la carte, so it's. Imagine it's exactly how high schools do their food. So oh, really? it's not like a swipe where you get you get entrance to the cafeteria and then you eat as much as you want. It's yeah. like I literally pick what I want and then I go through the line and pay for it all individually. And it's super dumb. Uh. And everything is super expensive, too. So if you do the math, our meal plan comes out to $26 a day, um, which in the words of BC Dining is two meals and a snack. And it's like, what the heck, dude? There's three meals in a day. Why are we, why are we getting two meals in a snack? Yeah, what the heck? So I don't get it. BC has a massive endowment, and they have a ton of money. I don't know why they can't make it cheaper for us to eat. But yeah, and they don't even. It doesn't even need to be like 
Just, like, be like every other cafeteria and let it be all you can eat once you come in the door. Read college students. Goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. So, that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of strange. Yeah. It, that, that's probably my biggest surfacey gripe with, um, with BC. Classes are good. Um, I'm taking five classes this semester, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have... Um, I have New Testament, or no, I have writing in the morning, so I have first year writing seminar in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I have, right right after that, I have like an hour to grab breakfast and do whatever I need to do, and then I have um, music theory at, in the, like, at like 11, I think, um, which is actually turning Is that a... What's up? Is that gen ed? Yeah, so for Morrissey College of Arts and Sciences, which is the, like, college that I'm in at Boston College. It's called Boston sure, College, right. but it's really a university. So right, in, right. in MCAS, you have to take a fine arts class. Um, right. So music theory fulfills that. And also, I just really am interested in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I did, I did like, a film photography for my art requirement, which is, like, kind of aligns with my major, but, like, I could have taken, like, like... Um, a music class or like a pottery class or something like I could have done something different for my requirements so yeah it's actually proving to be my hardest class believe it or not um, I hate it when it's, it's that way like I hate when like gen ed requirement classes take up so much of your time because you're just like I'm here to learn about in your case math and like my case I'm, like, I'm here to learn about filmmaking and this stupid, like, U.S. history class is the hardest class I'm taking. Like, what yeah. the freak? Yeah, it is kind of annoying that it's that hard. And also, it's kind of annoying because, like, like I'm kind of taking music theory to supplement my guitar, like, on my own. But, right. like, but, like, I have to learn how to, like, read music. I have to take a keyboarding lab and, like... Yeah, like sheet music? Fine, which is fine, but, like, it's... I don't know, most of the kids in my class can already read music, so it's a grind for me to try and learn how to play piano in literally three months. Like, that's something that takes time. Right. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's actually a really hard class, but it's interesting. It's definitely, like, I've, I usually am not looking at the clock in that class, like, wondering when it's going to be over, because the class material itself is really cool. So Good. Yeah, then right after that, I have Calc 2, um, which is obviously for my major. I'm a math major right now, um, and I I really enjoy that class just because I love math. So, And then Tuesday, Thursday, I have New Testament in the morning, which, like, I that one is really, like, I, I don't love that class because for the most part, I feel, like, spiritually under attack in that class. Like, the textbook that we're using is very... goes against a lot of what I believe. Um, for instance, we're learning about how, like, the New Testament Gospels were, quote-unquote, most likely, like, oral tradition, and so, like, they might not really be true. Like, it, it could totally be, like, fictional. And then we're talking about, like did Jesus really raise from the dead? And, and then, like, the perspective that the that the textbook gives is, like, well, probably not, but this is where that theory comes from. 
And so, like, I read, I, I'm done with my reading for the class, and I just want to chuck the book at the wall. And it's like, but. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's really interesting, and I'm really glad that I'm taking that class because I, like, I need to know what people who don't believe the Bible is true, like, why they don't believe the Bible is true, so that I can defend my faith. Do they have, like, good evidence for those claims? It's a lot of logic, and actually their logic is really convincing, um, which is part of why I feel like it's spiritual attack. It's because it's like I'm a very logical thinker. Yes, computer, I'm still here. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a very logical thinker, so I'm able to follow the logic of what they're saying. Right. But it doesn't, It like, my faith says something else. Well, yeah, and also, like, like, are they using, like, like, historical evidence, or, like, are they using, like, ge- like geological evidence or things like that? Like, how are they... It's not archaeological evidence. It's things like, um, like, like, Luke and Mark are, like, basically word for word on this story. So that means that one of them most likely drew from the other one, um... And to me, it's like, it's like, well, maybe. I mean, I, I can see where you would get that, but why are we discounting the fact that, like, that they don't, that they, like, they're just telling the same story. You know what I mean? Also, um, like, those are translations of another language, so, like, they're going to translate similarly. And if they were different, then people would be like, there's contradictions, it's like they're telling <laughs> they're telling the same story, and they're also being inspired by the Holy Spirit. So of course their, like their their terminology is going to translate relatively similarly. Their, like, the the way they tell the story is going to be similar because they both were there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, it's also they'll they'll say things like, um, like we don't actually know if Matthew wrote Matthew. Because with the oldest text that we have is from like 200 or 300 AD. Um, right. So it's just, it's attributed to him. But the oldest text that we have is in somebody else's script. So for all right. we know, it could be somebody writing in his name. Which like logically, like sure, I guess that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. What they're not saying is that most historical characters we know about are that we, like, attribute to certain authors or, like, like they're literally, like, people that exist in history, like, Roman emperors and stuff, that, like, we, like, don't ever question if they're real or how real the stories about them are. And, like, there's significantly less texts about that person that are were written further away from the life of that person and we accept them without thought. But then, like, people are like, oh this was written at, like, 200, and they're like, like, the, our last copy of this is written at 200, so obviously it couldn't have been them. Like, that's a little, like, I think that sometimes people are looking for, um, they're looking for convincing arguments, too. But, like, in the world of textu- textual criticism, there's, like, like the, the Bible is one of the most, like, rock-solid, as far as, like, authorship, like the text being written within a certain time period of the events taking place, 
um, like having old copies of the text that are accurate, it's like there's there are basically no other historical resources that are as well documented and kept as the Bible. Yeah. So one of one of the um, biggest things that we've been learning about in New Testament class is why are some gospels like considered authoritative and others are not considered authoritative. Like for instance, I didn't know this, but there's a gospel of Thomas. Yeah. And like there's there's other documents that are not considered authoritative. And then you ask yourself, why aren't they considered authoritative? And it's like, well, because people 300 years later decided that they weren't authoritative. And if you're looking at yeah. it on the, from the perspective of somebody who doesn't believe in the influence of the Holy Spirit, it's like, it's like, so how do we know then what's authoritative and what's not? And how do we know they didn't make mistakes right. in like, maybe, maybe Matthew shouldn't be authoritative, you know? Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. Um, I, so this is interesting because like, this is the kind of stuff that I learned about in my classes, like in my theology and new Testament classes that, is like basically the answers to your questions are what I got taught in my New Testament class. Um, but yeah, we went into de- into depth about like the Council of Nicaea and a lot of the other um, councils that met to figure out how how each scripture was ratified and what was considered authoritative. And it wasn't just like a bunch of dudes sitting down in a room and praying and then like closing their eyes and hovering over like books of the Bible. Um, they basically used, um, several different methods, but basically they, um, selected texts that were, um, like accurate written with eyewitness accounts, um, that could be verified by, um, multiple other resources that didn't, um, contain any contradictions in them that delegitimize the work. Um, so it, it was a very thorough process um, that I, after learning about, had a lot of confidence in. Because I did originally think, like, I guess, like, maybe the Holy Spirit just, like, made sure they didn't pick the wrong ones. Yeah. But the the Council of Nicaea and the, and the other um, councils that met to ratify what books were considered part of the Bible were really, really thorough in um, selecting which books would be and which w- books wouldn't be uh, part of the uh, the New Testament. But yeah, that, I, that could be, and I'm sure it's really, like, discouraging to just, like, have a class that basically is, like, about something you hold dearly, but then they're just basically, like, talking about it like it's an inaccurate thing or, like, delegitimizing parts of it. That's really frustrating. Yeah, I'd say it's more, like, it's just, like, really thought-provoking, and, like, um, I don't know. It's, like, it's like I'm not worried that I'm going to ever come out of class and be, like, shoot, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But it is, it's, like, they make, a, they make some really interesting points, and it's, like, so... So how do I go to scripture to defend my faith? Because I think it's in First Peter, I think, um, where Peter instructs the instructs the whoever he's writing to. I forget who he's writing to, um, but he says always be ready to make a defense. 
for your faith. And it's like, I, I don't know. I need to be ready to make a defense. I've heard of, um, I've heard of people like, like there, there's a lot of questions that you could ask like a Mormon or somebody and they will run away from it because they don't have an answer for it. And it's like, if this is something that I truly believe, which I do, and it, if it's, if it's true, then it doesn't matter what answer you ask me or whatever, what question you ask me, like it, it's going to hold true. And so it's, it's good, I think, for me to learn what those questions will be. I just also need to learn, like, the answer. And when, nobody, when nobody's teaching me that, that can be kind of discouraging. Okay, it looks like we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty. That's the problem with recording on the two opposite sides of the country. But we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Okay, we're back. We got it all figured out, and let's keep going. Yes. Um, so uh, maybe through the power of editing, the last part of your schedule will be in there, but I might be kind of silent for it. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but, yeah, so that sounds like, a, it sounds like a pretty, like, even schedule. How, so how have you felt that the, like, college is a very different workload even than high school. So even though it's been a while since you've been in high school classes, like college classes are like, it's kind of different because they don't really like assign things all like they could just give you everything at the beginning of the semester, which I remember sounding so intimidating before I got to college, but it's actually, I prefer it that way. Do you like, have you kind of, I'm. it's still pretty early, but have you started to like feel that or does it still feel really similar to high school or? Like, how have the classes differed from your remembering of high school classes? Um, the classes themselves are structured pretty similarly to my high school classes. The workload, I also prefer getting the, the class calendar and being able to see all my assignments because then I, I actually took a tip from you and I used the TickTick app to, to make sure I don't miss any assignments. Although mm-hmm. it is kind of annoying whenever a professor will, like, will walk into class and be like okay so we didn't finish last week or yesterday's lecture so we're going to finish that up and then all the homework that was due tomorrow is going to we're going to push the schedule the calendar back one day and then it's oh. like oh i gotta go in and put in all the, all the new <laughs> you stuff gotta go in and back. shift all the dates on your yeah yeah that sucks yeah so, yeah but i mean so court like workload wise though um it, I don't find it to be too much different from high school. More reading, for sure. Right. I never read the textbooks in high school. It just, I didn't feel <laughs> like it was necessary. Um, yeah. But in college, there's a lot more reading. Um, and I should probably start taking notes on what I'm reading because that'll probably be helpful someday. Yeah. So. It's, you'll you'll kind of get a sense for what classes you need to take notes for and which ones you don't. I, I... I actually kind of prefer the schooling structure of college because so so we I mean, we must have talked about this briefly at some point. I don't, we might have done a whole episode on it, but I have dyslexia. Um, and so I learn very different than the traditional like model of school goes. And so I've actually really enjoyed college because there's so much less guidance as to how or what to do for everything. And so 
I'm basically free to learn the way that's best for me. So they don't like give me specific worksheets that I need to do in preparation for the test. They just say the test is on this day and it covers these chapters. Like make sure you know it. And I love that because I don't need to waste my time doing, which was a lot of high school. I would waste my time doing it the way the teacher thought I needed to study and then studying the way I actually needed to study because the way they were trying to teach me wasn't helpful. And so I, I've actually really enjoyed the freedom yeah. of like of college. And I, I mean, you were, you were and are a really good student. So I imagine that you'd enjoy, not in the same way as me, but you'd enjoy like just being able to kind of do your thing and like not have so much busy work or like so many professors kind of like, or teachers like kind of micromanaging the way that you do your work, just like getting it done and being like doing it the way that works best for you. Yeah, I, I do like that. I'm also very, like, concrete thinker, though. So for somebody to tell me, like, this paper is due tomorrow, or, like, this worksheet is due tomorrow, like, it's a lot easier for me just to, like, like in my head organize my time that way. Because it's like, okay, tonight I'll go home and do my physics worksheet and my okay. art worksheet and my history worksheet, and then I'm done for the day. Versus, like, right. when it's all, like, reading and, like, writing, um... It's very. It's a lot more like I have to manage my time better. So, like for instance, I have two um, papers due next week, one on Tuesday, right. one on Wednesday, and I haven't started one of them, and I'm like halfway done with the other one, and like since it's a deadline that's so far away, it's just like, like I I struggle finding motivation to just do it because it's not easy to to just like check it off. It's right. the kind of thing that you have to, like, kind of monitor your own progress and be like, okay, I'll do a page a day, a page tomorrow, whatever. So Yeah. I've definitely, so I've done a, a couple different things since I've been in school. I've done, like, the procrastinate model um, where I just, like, basically wait until a day or two before something's due and then I just do it then. Um, not, like, the super brutal procrastinate where you just, like, wait till like, two hours before it's due and then write an eight-page paper. But, like, I'll just be like, oh, this thing's due on Thursday, and then I'll just spend, like, all my time Wednesday writing it. But this semester, I'm, like, I'm ahead. Like, my next assignment that's due is I have one assignment due on Tuesday of next week and then a couple on Wednesday, but, like, I'm, like, halfway done with all of my assignments for next week already, and I haven't even done any schoolwork today. Like, I I did all of that prep stuff yesterday. Yeah, I would be... I would be pretty far ahead, actually. Maybe not far ahead. Except for those two papers, um, I, I'm done with most things for the weekend. The one thing that's kind of staring me in the face right now, though, is that I'm going hiking tomorrow. I'm hiking Mount Monadnock, actually. Um, Fun. Which is going to be an all-day thing. And then I have church on Sunday. So it's kind of like I need to kind of grind tonight, I think. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's good that at least you're not like I maybe taking a gap year kind of helped with the adjustment because I, at least maybe not so much freshman year, but I felt like the, the, um, the way that college runs was better for me. But I know a lot of people really struggle, but I wasn't ever really worried about that for you. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it because it's the same. Uh, I'm doing the same thing that I did in high school. Like in high school, I was never the kind of person to like really procrastinate. Um, even mm-hmm. in even in my gap year, whenever I would have like lessons and stuff that I needed to plan, I like for me procrastination. It 
I procrastinate until about two days beforehand, and then I grind it out in like three hours. So, right. because I can't work under stress, like, I can do something in three hours unless I only have three hours to do it. Then I can do it in six hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I know yeah. that about myself, and I'm going to be um, disciplined enough, I think, to, like, do that. And also, it's not really that hard for me to, like, go home and work for five hours tonight because I don't feel like I'm missing out on stuff because the stuff that I'm missing out on is stuff I don't want to participate in. So there's right. not, at least not yet, there's not really a draw for me to not do my schoolwork. It's kind of nice to be able to be like, people be like, yo, you want to come to this big party? And I'm like, no, I'm studying. Right. It's kind of a nice excuse. So So that is a, a segue into a very big topic, which we do we want to dive into another time? Well, what are we at um, right now for length? Um, I don't know, because the, the way the... Here, let me look. So it's 2.40, and we started around, like, probably 1.40. So we're probably hitting an hour about now. Okay. Why don't we do you we – I'll cut this out later if I need to. I might yeah, yeah. It in just for kicks. Um, what, is, what does your afternoon look like for now? Um, I should probably get a little bit of schoolwork done. Um. Or at least stop hogging this, this sound stage. <laughs> um, I'm thinking it might be best to come back and record. Like I'm, I'm imagining you're thinking about starting a new episode right now. Yeah, like cutting it and starting a new one. Yeah, I think I think maybe it would be best to, to record a different day just to like. Find another time that works because I don't think it'll be quite as hard with the two of us. Okay. Why don't we wrap it up and then we can put a time on the count, cal- like a tentative time on the calendar for upcoming days to record. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah, that works. Sweet. Okay. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, very, uh, very roundabout conversation, but, you know, we're getting back into it. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast, me, mostly. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening to this episode of To Be Determined, and um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yep, next episode we'll be diving into more of the adjustment of college, because we talked a lot about the surfacey stuff and a little bit about catching up on last year, um, but we're going to be really getting into the good stuff next time, so set your notifications, be, <laughs> <laughs> be ready for <laughs> ready for our next episode because it's going to be a good one <laughs> all right well and a uh, quick message to matt and cam who i hope definitely listened all the way this far send me a um a ping pong paddle emoji send it to the to the group chat to prove that you listened this far in the episode yeah you could do ping pong or you could just do a game pigeon with me i mean whatever whatever you want to do <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>